Everybody want to know what I would do if I didn't win. I guess we'll never know. Kanye Complex, Kanye West, a self-made art project or just an artist with a complex personality. No matter which way you look at it, a man who has made himself impossible to ignore. Whether it's through his catalog of music now 10 plus albums deep or his 20 plus years in the limelight filled with, to say the least, questionable judgment calls and opinions, Kanye's stature elevated his name from Kanye West to Kanye to now simply Yay. From outcast to outlandish, Kanye's standoffish unique style and personality, once redeemable, now seems insufferable. And if you're thinking this topic may be a bit off of the after the storm usual, consider what it means to create a platform and what happens when someone uses it to be divisive and different. One of, if not the most polarizing American figures south of Donald Trump in modern day pop culture. And it seems as though no matter how they act or what they say, a cult-like following will still eat at the palm of their hands. Name one genius that ain't crazy. Now, some would argue a sense of confidence we could all use a hint of. But confidence and overconfidence diverge in a road and it'd be wise to take the road most traveled. Humble with a hint of Kanye, but even just a hint of present day yay is enough to see a proverbial red flag wave high in the sky. Today's episode, one a long time in the making from the mind of a man who was once just an 11 year old boy who spent his allowance money to buy the college dropout CD in 2004, not knowing how relevant the figure behind the music would wind up becoming for the next 18 years of his life. Today's episode, not just about the man himself, but about those that identify with him and belittle the repercussions a mental health crisis mixed with an unwavering sense of arrogance can have on those around them. The Kanye Complex. So, for those of you that don't know, my name is Eddie, and I'll be your host and guide through the After the Storm podcast. So feel free to sit back, relax, pour yourself a glass of whatever Ye's been drinking lately, as we go down this journey of life, self-acknowledgement, and for today, Kanye West. And I always find, yeah, I always find something wrong. You've been putting up with much, it's just way too long. I'm so gifted at finding what I don't like the most. So I think it's time for us to have a toast. Let's have a toast for the douchebags. Let's have a toast for the elf for the toast for the Let's have a toast for the scumbags. Every one of them that I know. Let's have a toast for the jerk That'd never take work off. Maybe I got a plan. Run away fast as you can.
believe in the theory that the more you label yourself as something, the more others start to believe it? Or are you more of the belief that an undying need to objective yourself is a sign of a severe case of overcompensation? Kanye, genius, genius, Kanye. Two words we've so often heard used with no more than a is not or an is a in between them. The latter most often from the mouth of the man himself. Say what you want about the man, but you can never deny his influence, both musically and culturally. His sound has transcended hip-hop and many of today's greatest artists across the board of genres would list Kanye as a heavy influence. Kanye didn't just wake up one day and decide to shift the tides of pop culture as we knew it. His mission was obvious from the first time we saw him disrupt the cultural norm of rapping about money, clothes, and women to rapping about Jesus and making a single out of it. It was clear from the jump that this was no ordinary rapper. But the issue that Kanye fans like myself have is in the volatile nature of having to separate his discography from the person. Morally speaking, there have been harder artists to do this with, but Ye does not shy away from making it difficult for the masses to decide. I'd argue that Kanye's run from the college dropout to watch the throne is as good as any run any artist has had throughout the history of music. It's a bold statement, but one that I find hard to argue against. Personally, I'd call him the most influential artist of my lifetime. I'd directly credit him with opening the gates of musical genres across the board for me, opening up my mind to music from around the world through his unique style of sampling and repurposing sounds for his own. College dropout, late registration, graduation, 808s and heartbreak, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, and watch the throne. No two of these albums sound exactly the same, yet each is undeniably a Kanye West album. To me, his ability to shift his sound and bring something different to the table, each album is what separates him from the rest of his genre mates. And it spoiled me into being more critical of artists like Drake who continuously make albums that sound like they were manufactured in a factory for top 40 style songs. But the same bravery and bravado that made his early catalog so great are the same that make his last few projects just the opposite. So why is it that a man so highly regarded as a once in a lifetime level talent can be considered so divisive and so polarizing? You could look back and blame it on the death of his mom in 2007, and while that was a major reason for his mental health spiral, it was evident that Kanye had no filter and had a God complex far before that. Which leads me into the conversation about the Kanye complex that I want to have and I feel needs to be highlighted. 
Life isn't always going to be easy. And along the way, we're going to take our bumps and bruises and often our mental health will suffer from it. Believe me, I've been there. But this is still no excuse to be a jackass to other people. Using mental health and anxiety as defenses against why you're acting a certain way or treating people wrongfully make those who work on their issues look stupid. See, we've all had our bad days and we're bound to have impulsive interactions in which we walk away from wishing we had acted completely differently. But saying, oh, that's just Kanye being Kanye when someone has an episode belittles all those who work tirelessly to be a better person and essentially excuses someone of any and all fault in the situation. Having mental health issues is not an excuse to be an asshole. But people see a figure like Ye and act on a daily basis like it's okay to justify the validity of their own actions no matter how detrimental they are to somebody else. No one man should have all that power. Century doing something mean to it, do it better than anybody you ever seen. Do it, screams from the haters, got a nice ring to it. I guess every superhero need his theme music. No one man should have all that power. The clock's ticking, I just count the hours. Stop tripping, I'm tripping off the power. With over 20 years of fame, it's clear Ye has been in the spotlight long enough to know the consequences of his influence. In some ways, a role model for those with an entrepreneurial spirit. One who does not compromise his ideas and fights for his vision to see the light of day, prioritizing the keen sense of protection for his intellectual property. A creative dream, to have the insatiable confidence to let their ideas live without the micromanagement of others. But within all that lies deep-rooted arrogance and a mind so close you're locked and loaded to yell. You ain't got the answers. You ain't got the answers. You ain't got the answers, Sway. At anyone who dares offer you any advice. Kanye, at this point in his career, has developed a cult-like following, one that believes he can do absolutely no wrong. And despite how many social, political, and moral proverbial lines he teeters or more often than not completely crosses, just because he's speaking his truth, people continue to defend him despite how detrimental his opinions, his views, and his ideas may be to others. Which is, again, where the separate the art from the artist conversation comes into play. Despite the influence and, for lack of a better term, genius of some of his music, his persona is massive and it's almost trumped the size of his art. And this is what divides the masses. Even within his own fan bases, people like myself who grew up listening to Kanye, being a Kanye truther, uh being on their heels anytime he's about to drop a project, buying Yeezy merchandise, Yeezy clothing, going to every concert, buying the posters, buying the concert merch, all of that. It's gotten to the point where even people within his fan base who have been with him since day one can no longer tolerate the man that he is 
and no longer support his music. I've met several people along the way who refuse to listen to his music, stating that he's too much of a jackass to support or give a stream to. And that's a take that I stopped arguing against a long time ago. But one that proves a point. Love him or hate him, the likelihood is that at one point you found yourself feeling, at the very least, somewhat strongly towards one or the other. Along the way, the man and the artist were no longer one, but rather reinforcers fighting one another for conscientious supremacy. But the man who once made himself a martyr for those who dared to look, dress, and act differently lost the battle to an artist desperate for validation from peers and industries beyond the realm of music and entertainment. I want to go to the moon. Don't leave so soon. Don't leave so soon. artist that turned tragedy to triumph, now using triumph as a shield against those who criticize his newest ideas and misguided self-labeled innovations. To Kanye and his following, he's Steve Jobs, he's Tim Cook, he's Bill Gates, all while being Michael Jackson, Prince, and the heir to Jay-Z's throne. But to those with common sense who see beyond the bullshit, he's just a man off his meds claiming to be the real him, all while turning his back on the same community of people that helped him reach the levels he's been able to reach. His narcissism so large and his bravado so heavy that he's made enemies out of those who were once synonymous with his music. Only watching the highlights along the way, Yeezus and his god complex burned the bridges to the band of the moon and the big brother he once sat on the throne with. And even as a family man, he's shown toxic behavior and an inability to look past his flaws so much so that he wears his lack of maturity on his chest just as a troubled 16-year-old boy in a high school classroom would. Kanye Complex. It influences people to turn depression, anxiety, and mental health disorders into personality traits. The liberty to use thoughtless propaganda as a sign that you're different and too unique to succumb to the opinion of the masses. And whether it's while wearing a MAGA hat or with his latest White Lives Matter t-shirt, Kanye so often misses the point while trying to make a point himself. He's lost his sense of individuality and he's become a pawn in a political game he's grown too naive to truly comprehend. The first time I had ever thought of writing and producing the Kanye episode, it was fully focused on celebrating the art and the music that has influenced a generation of kids just like me to not only enjoy hip-hop in a different way than we were accustomed to, but also to pay homage to artists and sounds from all around the world that made today's music possible.
Undeniably, Kanye, on a personal level, remains the most influential artist of my lifetime. I've purchased the first half of his catalog like collector's items, and internally, I'm almost certain that I'll eventually pay homage to his music with a tattoo on my left arm. But his current persona and the narcissistic billionaire he's become has made him nothing short of intolerable. Up until this year, I had seen him live three times. And undeniably, his showmanship and theater-like performances that were innovative made all those experiences unforgettable. We watched the throne tour. I saw that. That was the first time seeing him alongside Jay-Z for the Watch the Throne tour. 40 plus songs, Ye and Jay-Z going back and forth, a stage in front of the entire audience, multiple platforms closer between the crowds, just hit after hit after hit after hit. First time seeing Ye live. At this point, he had just dropped My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy and watched The Throne, and it was an extremely memorable experience for me. The second time around, the Yeezus tour, having Kendrick Lamar uh, just off a of good kid, Mad City, uh, touring with him. That was the best opening slash closing show I've ever seen in my life. I cannot imagine having a better lineup as a hip-hop fan than Kendrick Lamar opening up for Kanye West. And in that performance, yay, it was one of the most theatrical performances I've ever seen. But it wasn't over the top, it was just right. Kanye had a story to tell and he truly felt the energy of the room that day and you could tell that he was there to perform, to put on for the people and that that sense of the artist was still deeply in there wanting to give everyone the best possible performance. And then the last time I saw him was for the St. Pablo tour, one of the most unique tours I've ever been to. He had a floating platform that went across the entire uh, standing room only uh, arena, but it was just amazing. I had never seen anyone do anything like that. And although the production wasn't anything uh, above and beyond, just the idea of this floating platform going from one side of the arena to the other was like something I've never seen before and not sure I'll ever see again. So Kanye, for the longest time through all those shows, it really seemed as though he had this initiative, this idea of giving people something that they had never seen before. And to me, it seems as though that intuition to do that has completely left his spirit. So on the back of all of those performances and incredible shows, I decided to go and see him again this year. See this in 3D, all lights out for me, all lights out for me, lightning strikes the beach. 2 performance and it was there seeing it all in person that I realized how out of touch with reality he had become. As I looked around and saw people dressed in easy fashion, rag-like overpriced t-shirts, 
the black rain boots with the easy crocs and the ski mask inspired headgear i couldn't help but feel like i had walked into a cult meeting and the product on stage not much better overproduced and unmastered just filler music far from the legendary production and composition of runaway all of the lights and heartless Of course, you can't tell Kanye nothing. To him, presenting the completely unfinished product and making fans wait close to three hours after the scheduled showtime to underdeliver and underperform is all part of the Kanye art experience. A self-made art project, or just an artist with a complex personality. It's sad to me. I feel so passionate about music. And I've long defended the art and the influence of Kanye West. But the size of his shadow has become too large for him to run away from. I'll always hold the countless memories I've made throughout the years with Ye's music serving as my soundtrack close to my heart. Several consecutive years, I'd play a hell of a life to ring in my birthday. Is it to influence a day of unadulterated degeneracy to look back at in my older years? You could still be who you wish you is. It ain't happened yet. And that's what intuition is. A line off of my favorite Kanye deep cut, I wonder. A line I've always held close to me and one that I feel we can all kind of relate to. And then, of course, you have the concerts and the live performances and the power, the play of one piano key holds over an arena full of people. There's a level of showmanship even Freddie Mercury would be jealous of. At one point, Ye dropped gem after gem after gem and seemed consciously present of the issues that troubled not just the black community in the streets of Chicago he once called home, but an overall scope of how to use his influence and platform for good even if his delivery didn't always match his intention. George Bush doesn't care about black people. And if it sounds like I'm writing Kanye's obituary, maybe it's because I am. Humble with a hint of Kanye just doesn't hit the same anymore. And though the music will live forever and Ye physically still exists, the same I'll stop everything and race to listen to his new project feeling that I once had and geeked over no longer exists. Kanye complex, where narcissism, 
arrogance, and ignorance now suffocate the creativity and innovation that once coexisted with them. His persona, overwhelming and often even intimidating. His transparency and identification with the most thunder-gathering topics have made him a cultural icon and arguably one of the greatest marketing geniuses of our lifetime. And I wonder if you know what it means to find your dreams come true. From identifying with the streets yet wearing polos and backpacks to differentiate himself from all his peers who didn't make it out of the gutter, to selling clothes reminiscent of those that lived below the buildings he was hustling and making beats in just to try to make some money. Kanye has become a walking contradiction. From the creation of the most simplistic, even nude designs, to the most outrageous ones. Tapping on the interest of offbeat groups and people who didn't fit in and triggering attention of even the most famous personas. He uses controversy as his main advertising weapon, which is why so often when he's about to release a new project or wants his name in the limelight, he'll come out and do some dumb, stupid, controversial shit from running for president to visiting Donald Trump in the office to hanging out with Candace Owens and showing up on Fox News and labeling himself a non-conservative conservative. Kanye truly has no limits. But often his actions both in real life and online simply lack any sense and just prove that an artist's phenomenon might be based on the absurdity of his persona. An artist so full of himself that he's taken credit for ideas that came way before him and screamed genius for others no one ever asked for. I'm not going to argue with people that are broker than me about money, he says as he tries to convince us that having his overpriced clothes delivered in trash bags to eagerly awaiting customers is a form of genius no one else had ever had the mental capacity to come up with. Are you fucking kidding me? With every new season of the Yeezy collection, it just shows that more and more he strays away from the ideas that once made him such an innovative figure in the fashion industry to now being simplistic and trying to prove a point that you can be fashionable by doing absolutely nothing but ripping some holes in some t-shirts and wearing the same shoes, bottoms, and tops every single day like some kind of cartoon character. You can tell how much he's changed not just from his fashion sense and from his political views, but from the one thing that has held his fan base together for so long, his music.
music over the past couple of years has just not been the same. Ever since dropping Yay, every project after that has been so subpar and mediocre with the exception of Kid See Ghost, in my opinion, an album entirely carried by one Kid Cudi. But when you look at Yay, when you look at Jesus is King, when you look at the Don the One and Don the Two projects, the level of artistry that we were once accustomed to just no longer exists. On Ye, a lazy album, seven or eight songs deep with one or two decent songs, but nothing to really cry home about. On Jesus is King, Kanye takes his opportunity to all of a sudden find God and be a gospel artist. And to me, it's kind of a slap in the face of people who actually take Christian music seriously. And while Kanye's faith has never been secretive, all of a sudden he becomes a pastor and to a degree. It was interesting, although I'm not religious myself, it was interesting to see Kanye use his music as a way to kind of bring people who normally wouldn't go to a church into a church. And in that, you see his exact influence over his fan base. People were crowding churches in Miami to see him perform, assuming that he would perform his classics. In reality, he was just leading a choir of prayer songs remixed into modern day music. But I don't want to lose myself and I'm not here to rant or discuss what I think about his latest music projects. The idea behind all this is the Kanye complex and what it means to have an influence over an entire generation of people and do absolutely nothing positive with it. Now I could sit here and make the rest of the episode a tribute to the music that Kanye has given us throughout his career so far. But that's not the point of this episode. And the idea that I want to present is that we can enjoy Kanye's work for the art that it is, but while still applying a critical and complex lens when trying to understand his experience and who he is. Kanye West is not a god, will never be a god, despite how many times he'll tell you that he is. I'm not one that believes we should idolize celebrity and people in pop culture. Although many leave positive influences behind, they are not the end-all be-all of what we are on this earth to do. I feel strongly about Kanye because of the influence he has had on me musically and as someone whose personality is so derivative of music, I take it personal when I have a conversation with someone mentioned that I like Kanye and I'm met with groans and questions of why and how can I support the man. At this point, it's not a matter of being supportive or idolizing a particular person, but more so just taking what we have for what it is. As a consumer of pop culture, I can separate Kanye's early albums from the man that he is today. And although I believe that the man that he is today is an irreparable piece of shit, I cannot say that without acknowledging the level of gratitude I have for the art that he's left behind. Kanye West, where creativity meets controversy.
Somewhere far along the road, he lost his soul. And if today's episode seemed a bit overdramatic, maybe it is. So is the man that influenced it. And the internet is filled with think pieces directly related to Kanye West. So for those of you that listen to this in its entirety, thank you for listening to mine. So thanks to everyone who came and listened and listened to last week's episode and has reached out about the podcast in general. You never know what you're going to get on this show. And that's one of the ideas that I set out when I started this After the Storm project was to not limit my creativity and to make sure I could have a broad range of specific topics. And at times, because this is a podcast, not just about what we go through in these stages of our lives, but also about music, we will have episodes like this every once in a while. And the irony is not lost on me that I essentially went 25 minutes plus of slandering Kanye while playing Kanye songs in the background. But that is the complexity of being a Kanye West fan. So again, thank you everyone for listening. Next week we'll stray kind of back into the light and get back into those topics that we typically speak about on this show. But as always, I'm grateful for anyone who came and listened. And as always, I hope y'all enjoy today, enjoy tomorrow. Have a great rest of your week, weekend, whatever it is that you're listening to this. I'll see y'all later. Make sure you tell somebody you love them, hug somebody out there. Love y'all. Peace. So I guess we just pray like the ministers say. Alu Akbar, throwing some hot cars. The things we see on the screen, it's not ours. But these from the hood, so these dreams not far. Where I'm from, the dope boys is the rock stars. But they can't cop cars without seeing cop cars. I guess they want us all behind bars. I know it, uh, and I heard him say, nothing's ever promised tomorrow today. And I heard him say, nothing's ever promised tomorrow today. But we'll find a way. For seasons, and anything that happen is for a reason. And gun clapping and keep the squeezing, and grab keep praying and keep believing in Jesus. And one day that you see him, till then walk in his footsteps and try to be him. The devil is alive, I feel him breathing. Claiming money is the key, so keep on dreaming and put them lottery tickets just to tease us. My aunt Pam can't put them cigarettes down, so now my little cousin smoking them cigarettes now. His job try to claim that he too. Now, is it cause of skin blacker than licorice now? I can't figure it out. Sick in the now. Uh, uh. And I heard him say, Nothing's ever promised tomorrow today. And I heard him say, Nothing's ever promised tomorrow today. But we'll find a way.